guys, we're back for another episode of Chum and Chill. And again, I'm going to preface this by saying that I'm recording this after having just had COVID uh, about the same time as the last Chum and Chill episode. So please bear with me if I don't sound my absolute best. Uh, and thank you for your kind understanding. Uh, this time, I want to talk about how intense K dramas are getting lately. As always, I'll be making some recommendations for dramas for you to watch at the end or like after my introduction. But like, man, I keep starting dramas, expecting something or going to into it without any expectations at all and just being thrown for a loop lately. Like immediately Link Eat Love Kill comes to mind first. And that's what I've previously talked about that really took me by surprise with the undertones of the darker themes. And I just, I went into it thinking it was going to be this great, happy drama. And then I was blindsided and I was like, what the heck? And then most recently, I just started the K-drama Revenge of Others, also known by its little literal title, Third Person Revenge. And I actually went into this one knowing it'd be a bit heavier just from the synopsis of the show. But the ending of episode two really took a dark twist that had my stomach doing flips. And so I ended up being blindsided again. Like I knew this one was going to be darker, but I just wasn't expecting how dark it was going to be, I guess is a good way to put it. Either way, though, I absolutely love the change that K-dramas are kind of taking, but as someone who's been watching K-dramas since about 2009-2010, I do have to say that it keeps surprising me, and I feel like dramas are finally breaking out of a more standard mold. So that being said, I know K-dramas have a multitude of different genres in general within the broader umbrella term. There's action, historical, school, medical, legal, horror, comedies, and then your typical romance, obviously. But I feel like a lot of these always still follow a specific tone in their production that just make them very K-drama-y, if that makes sense. And there are always elements and themes that are repeatedly seen that just give it the essence of a Korean drama in general, especially if you compare it to American television. But lately, I'm starting to see that a lot of these tones and tropes are being broken through. So the existence of more suspenseful psychological dramas has always been around. I'm very well aware of this, but I feel like it's been a very niche viewer audience, especially if a Korean drama is trying to also target a global audience. Everyone just really loves the typical romance story and the three leads and choosing between the three leads and who they should end up with. But I think in 2019, I started to really notice the breakthrough and change in Korean dramas. So for example, He is Psychometric is one of the dramas that comes to mind first for this. I don't want to spoil too much, but I feel like if I don't spoil something, the impact that I'm trying to convey won't reach you guys. So I'll just go ahead and say it. 
they kill off a main character in this drama. Like, a main character that they built up with development and they this person had a past and the person had a connection to another main character and you thought they were going to end up together. And they had a story that you just thought would last until the end. And they just offed her. I remember I was so stunned at a Korean drama breaking through such an unspoken rule of, like, not killing a main character. And yeah, that being said, I know there are dramas like Iris and Iris 2 that do the same, but that's a drama where it's kind of expected when you go in. And in this case, I was not expecting that of this drama because the genres didn't really convey that this is going to be a thing that happened. And so I was completely blindsided. And even though that drama maybe isn't like a top, 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 top favorite that I've ever watched, it just sticks with me because it made such an impact by doing that. So whenever somebody is like, I'm not really into K-dramas, what should I watch? I'm like, watch He is Psychometric. You might be surprised. So anyway, I, I kind of rambled and ranted about that. And so as always, I try and give recommendations kind of conveying to the topic that I'm discussing in my episodes. So I'm going to give you a list of my favorite dramas that kind of, quote, blindsided me. And by blindsided, I mean this is a very, very broad and category and loose term. Some of them didn't surprise me so much, as in like I was actually blindsided, and some of them did. Some of them kind of just made me go like, what the hell am I watching right now? And some of them just had me going in expecting something and throwing me for a loop by giving me something else or kind of making me go, hmm, like this doesn't really fit your standard K-drama mold. So as I said, very, very loose term. Um, But here are the dramas that I recommend. So first on the list, since I previously mentioned it, is obviously Link, Eat, Love, Kill. I've also mentioned this drama in a few previous episodes because I really do like this drama a lot. So Link stars Yeo Jin-gu and Moon Ga-young and follows Eun Ga-hoon as he moves back to his old neighborhood where his twin sister, who he previously shared an emotional link with, disappeared 18 years prior. Suddenly upon his return, he begins to share that same link with No Da-hyun, who has a mysterious connection to his sister's disappearance. So this drama, as I mentioned, I really do like it. it. I went into it expecting a cheesy, cute romance, and I did not get that at all. So watch this if you like romance with a little healthy undertone of mystery, suspense, and thriller. And it's the kind of thriller that won't stress your heart rate out. That being said, there were quite a few moments that I still was like on the edge of my seat and could feel my own heart rate like going like, what the heck is going to happen? But it's not anything out of this world insane. And it's very balanced out by the romance and the drama and the cute moments and the comedy moments. So second drama on the list. This is one of my absolute favorites. Save me. The drama is one of those where I was in a drama lull and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to watch and I'd actually taken a break from dramas for a while and I was starting to get back into them and I kind of was like, I don't know really where to start. And so I chose this because the plot just sounded completely different than your typical K-drama and I wasn't really feeling like your typical K-drama at that time. And I started watching this and almost immediately went, what the fuck did I get into? Because that is literally the only plausible reaction to this drama, especially in that first episode. I was like, what am I watching? 
So the drama is starring Ok Taekyun, Selya Ji, and Woo Do-hun. Save Me follows the character Song Mi as her family moves to a small suburban town and they get mixed up into a pseudo-religious cult after her twin brother's death. As the only one not tricked by the teachings and beliefs of this sinister cult, it's up to Song Mi to save her family. And her only allies are four young men whom she met in high school who have to help her from the outside while she is stuck in this like cult compound. Watch this if you like mystery, suspense, and thrillers with deep psychological themes as well as a strong female lead. And when I say strong female lead, yes, Yeji's character, Songmi, does receive help from the boys on the outside and later on at one point by infiltration on the inside. But she does a very good job at standing up for herself, standing up for those that are innocent in the drama, and just staying really grounded to her own beliefs and her own resolve. She is the epitome of a strong female character in this drama, and it doesn't just happen when she gets involved in the cult. She is also a very strong female character in high school when she tries to stand up for her twin brother as well. This is one of the dramas that actually really made me love Celia G as an actress. So I highly recommend it, especially if you're wanting something that's going to completely blow your mind. So this next drama is brand new, but I'm going to put it on the list because one, I mentioned it. And two, it just really... That second episode literally had me covering parts of the screen to hide what was happening because hearing what was happening was quite enough for my mental state and just quite enough in general. And I saw one thing before I started covering the screen and I was like, okay, we don't really need to show this this long. Like, I know what's happening here, but they still showed it. So the drama is Revenge of Others, and as I mentioned before, it's also known by its more literal title of Third Person Revenge. This stars one of my favorite up-and-coming actresses, Shin Yeun, uh, as well as the popular handsome boy from All of Us Are Dead, Loman. The show itself follows Ok Chan Mi, who transfers from Busan to her twin brother's high school in Seoul after his suicide. She believes his death wasn't actually a suicide and plans to find out the truth and ends up getting mixed up with Jisoo Hun, a high school student who helps bullied students take revenge on their bullies. So watch this if you like revenge stories, high school plots, and suspense and thrillers. The latter two are more lighter undertones at this current time, just based off of what I've seen in the first two episodes that I've watched as I'm recording this, but the drama is still currently airing, so we will see what will happen, but I am expecting some darker themes to this, um, so just a heads up if you go into it. So far, though, I really am astounded by Shin Yeun's acting and how far she's come. There was a couple scenes in the first episode that I was just mind-blown because she did so well with her performance, so... If you want some good acting, I do recommend it on that aspect as well. So this drama has also been previously mentioned just within this episode. It is the first drama in 2019 that really threw me for a loop. Um, so I obviously have to put He is Psychometric on this list. 
And as I said, this is one of the first dramas that I first took note of, like, wow, the K-drama sphere is really changing as time goes on and they're not following, like, the standard mold. This is another drama that stars Shin Yeun as well as Park Jin-young from GOT7. The show follows the story of Leon after he loses his parents in a devastating apartment fire and gains the power of psychrometry, which is the ability to read a person or an object's past through physical touch, after the fire. Together with Yoon Jae-in, whose father was wrongly accused, and prosecutor Kang Sung-mo, whose own parents were the cause of the accident, the three team up to solve this elusive case that has been haunting their lives since childhood. Watch this if you like police and procedural dramas that have thriller and mystery like genres, but also a little undertone of fantasy and romantic comedy. This drama had some heavy tones, but I will say it was also another drama that was kind of balanced out, just like Link Eat Love Kill was, in the fact that with the heavy tones, it also had the romance and comedy to kind of balance it out. So it's a nice mix of different genres that make it enjoyable to watch. There are a lot of funny moments. Jin Young does a great job at acting and portraying his character. Like you just absolutely fall in love with On. He's very likable. And Jin Young being the one to portray him probably helps with that quite a bit. But it was it was an enjoyable drama in the fact that it was balanced out. So if you're looking for something that has some heavier psychological themes and some mystery, but not too heavy, I do recommend this drama. This was one that, like I said, just really enjoyable to watch. And there were also some aspects of it that I mentioned in previous episodes, just filming wise, that just really like blew my mind. The fantasy psychometry thing is kind of an undertone and they don't really explain too much about it. They don't really utilize it a whole lot, but it is there. But there were some scenes where it was utilized that really just the way they filmed it I was like whoa that was brilliant so there are some moments like that in the drama as well next on the list is a short special drama that I think is one of the first dramas I ever really watched where I went oh this isn't your standard k-drama and this one was released a little bit earlier on in the years of k-drama it was one of my first few dramas that I'd ever watched Uh, The drama is White Christmas, and this is another drama that, as I said, kind of threw me for a loop because uh, it wasn't, like, I went into it knowing what it was going to be, but it kind of threw me for a loop in the aspect that I wasn't really sure what I was expecting, and this drama made me think throughout the entire time I was watching it. Funnily enough, it also has some rewatch value. I have seen it a total of three times. Um, mainly because the next two watches that I did for it, I, one, just wanted to rewatch it at one point, and the second one, I recommended it to some friends, and I rewatched it while they were watching it. So White Christmas also stars some popular faces such as Song Joon, Lee Soo-Huk, Kim Mo-bin, Esam, Kim Young-kwang, Hong Joo, Jong Hyun, and more. This, the... The, the cast is just like insane. The story itself follows eight students who each receive a cryptic letter depicting someone's death. To unravel the mystery behind the letter, they all choose to stay at their prestigious boarding school over Christmas break alone and 
isolated in a deep mountain area where their boarding school is at, they'll face situations that force them to question who they really are. Watch this if you like dark psychological thrillers and themes of questioning human nature because it is very heavy on both of those things. Like I said, I spent a lot of the drama just kind of thinking, like thinking about things, thinking about what the characters are going to do and how they were going to react to certain situations. Uh, Also watch it if you like strong casting because as I mentioned before, when I kind of got tongue-tied over the cast... There are so many familiar and popular faces, and when this first came out, some of them weren't really like super popular just yet, but looking at this drama and seeing where some of these actors and actresses are now, I'm just like, whoa, I can't believe that they starred in this. So watch this if you really like a strong cast, because they're, that's, this is it. They're, they're in there. So this next and final one on the list is another drama that made me kind of go, huh, there's a shift in how dramas are being portrayed lately, rather than completely throwing me for a loop. Uh, the drama itself is Flower of Evil, starring Lee Joong-gi and Moon Chae-won. Um, it follows the story of the perfect doting husband, Bak Hee-sung, who changed his identity and hides his past from his detective wife until she begins to discover that he has secrets of his own while investigating a series of unexplained murders. Watch this if you like crime thrillers, cliffhangers, and strong character development, but also watch it if you like romance because this drama does a great job at depicting the love and chemistry of the main couple while also entangling them in a cat and mouse game. This was one of my favorite dramas just in the fact that it is so successful in the way that it portrays the storyline and the edge of your seat cliffhangers and the character development and the love story between Jiwon and Hee-sung. They they just do a really great job of portraying the overall chemistry of the two main leads through the story that is being told. So highly recommend this drama. And also Moon Chae-won is also always a pleasure to watch. So And then it's Lee Juki, obviously. So highly recommend this one as well. My goal with these episodes is always to be as short as I possibly can because I could probably ramble about K-dramas for as long as I possibly can as a solo person doing a podcast, which probably actually doesn't say much. Anyway, I like to try and keep these episodes short, so before this episode gets too long, I'm going to end it here. But on the topic of the last drama where romance is thrown into a plot where it almost seems unexpected... I'm also going to throw out some honorable mentions to three of my favorite dramas that have been mentioned many times in past episodes, so I don't want to get too repetitive. Those dramas are Happiness, starring Park Young sik and Han Hyo-ju, Vincenzo, starring Song Joon-ki, Jun Yo-bin, and Ok Taek-yeon, and Big Mouth, starring Lee Jong-suk and SNSD's Im Yuna. Each of these three dramas all have psychological and thriller themes and do an amazing job at depicting romance in a more subtle, almost believable and relatable way because it's an undertone that's depicted and it's there and it's just mutually understood between the two characters, but it's not at the forefront and so it never takes away from what the story itself and the plot itself is trying to convey. And 
I've noticed this has become a more popular trend in Korean dramas lately, where they are telling a lot of stories where you have your romantic comedies and you have your romantic K-dramas, but they're telling stories where they're more serious and the romance is just a subtle undertone. And to me, that's what romance kind of is in real life, especially if you've been dating someone for a very long time. You, You don't always do the big giant romantic gestures it's more about remembering how they like their coffee in the morning or remembering to remind them of something or just asking how their day was and these three dramas I feel kind of depicted that sense of emotion from the couples that are in the dramas and so I really appreciated it because as much as I love a good romance drama and a good romantic comedy I also like seeing characters where I know they're in love and I don't have to question whether they're in love and seeing that portrayed on screen and those are those three dramas so anyway that was my list of kind of intense dramas that kind of been blindsiding me or throwing me for a loop I tried to include some older ones too I thought really hard about this episode just to try and really figure out, like, where did Korean dramas kind of start to take that change? Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let me know if there are any that you think should have made the list or any that you recommend as well. Uh, Are there any uh, dramas that have come out recently that have kind of thrown you for a loop and blindsided you? Or have you gone into them expecting something and then got something completely different, whole 360? Uh, Just let me know, share what you think, share your thoughts and opinions, be nice, and as always, I thank you for tuning into this Chuma Chill episode, and I will see you guys next time. Bye!